Welcome back to another edition of Hashtag Alvarado Excellence. And with me as always, Alvarado ISD Superintendent Dr. Kenneth Estes. And Friday night made for a this, a start of a good weekend. I don't know if the rest of your weekend was as good as that, but uh, everything go good this weekend? It did. You know, the Cowboys messed it up for us. We, yeah. We know <laughs> that yeah. could have been almost a perfect weekend. But, <laughs> no, it was, it was a great weekend. I got the honor of attending the wedding of uh, Mr. Ransom's son, Tyler. And so it's a great wedding and a great couple and excited for them. But yeah, it was a, it was a fantastic weekend. Good. All right. So speaking of Friday night, that was the culmination of a fantastic homecoming week. And so I just want to touch base on homecoming week and started with the great parade and, and everything. Pepper Alley Monday night, uh, get to all the dress up days during the week. And Friday you have Freaky Friday, the football game that had the crazy ending and then you had the return of the homecoming dance Friday night and it's just a, a jam-packed week a little bit of mix of new and old and a little bit of pairing of the two kind of like the parade but uh, just a, ended up being a great week I, I thought so too and I may have overdone the homecoming week in my newsletter and, oh, yeah. I, and I think <laughs> so just because it was. It felt like such a great week. I, I don't know. It kind of had a special feel to it, and yeah. and like you said, you start sprinkling in some of the things that were brought back and that had been done in the past, or the uh, you know the crazy ending, like you said, to, to the game. But it was, and even the band performance after the game, it was just it was just all great. And I, I don't know why. It just seemed like there was a different feel around the district uh, last week as with homecoming and. It seemed like to me there was better participation in different events, all the way from, like you said, the parade to the dress-up days and those and those types of things. It, it yeah. was really, I don't know, it's just it's just just a great week, and I'm so glad we got the win. Right, and I know you were talking about you mentioned participation and going back to, to Freaky Friday, Friday morning at the high school, uh, had over 600 uh, there. Uh, on top of the scholars, 1,100 scholars who were there daily. Yeah. But, uh, and I packed on 600 more, and it was I mean, it was packed from the get-go. Uh, it was great to see that many, uh, let's say parents, but, but parents are uh, parental figures. Right. Uh, they're supporting Alvarado ISD scholars and uh, had a couple of real fun classes. I think we went to Mr. Wilcox's class. Oh, you were, uh, oh that's right. Biology. You got that picture. And uh, it was great, and he – you know, he's, he's one of our newer teachers. He's been teaching for 27 years. This is his first one in Alvarado and uh, talked about how great it was. And, you know, and I, I know they're, they're saying things because of, you know, who's in the classroom with them <laughs> and everything. But, you know, talked about how this is one of the more uh, special groups of kids that he's had in his wow. 27 years. And uh, things are different in Alvarado than they are in other places. And so it's great to hear uh, new teachers not only saying that to other educators, but uh, saying it in front of parents because it's something I think parents need to hear as well. I think so too, and, and, and we may have talked about this in the past, but having some some new to the district isn't yeah. bad either. You know, no, they definitely. they bring a different perspective and and really a different energy, and we've kind of seen that across the district with some of our new hires. They're not all first or second year educators. Some of them are coming to us from other school districts, and they're veterans, but mm-hmm. they're bringing as much or more energy <laughs> than than we've seen in a long time, and so we're super excited to have them in the district. And I'm glad you got to visit that classroom because I've been real impressed just with his energy uh, and support on social media. Yeah, He's very positive, but he's also, 
uh, I don't know if you saw, he had a post about uh, that as a crowd, we need to be better at uh, the games. Yeah. And some people may think, well, I thought we were pretty loud. But, you know, as we want to compete against the biggest schools or the uh, some of the better schools in the state, they have huge followings and great crowds and loud crowds. And that means a lot to the kids that are out there competing. Uh, I, I referenced a volleyball game against Kennedale on Tuesday. I thought we had a very uh, loud crowd. We had the drum line there, and it was a – it created this really cool playoff atmosphere in the gym, and I think that contributed to solid, good play from uh, from our Lady Indians. Right, and it was it was great to get the win last week. For whatever reason, uh, you know, it's Coach Walraven's second homecoming, and I don't know if it's going to become a tradition, but last year it was triple overtime against <laughs> <laughs> Burke Burnett, and we lost. And so I think. Uh, Thing is, like, you know, I'm done with this homecoming overtime stuff. We're going to go ahead and get it over with in the first overtime. And uh, had the perfect play call. And yes, you know, it, it was. was. Just, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think Coach Rayburn and, and Mr. Barnes were both kind of starting to scream before he'd even caught it. It was it – was, that's all it was, just a matter of whether he was going to be able to catch it or not because he was wide open. And so, uh, a great way to, to kind of end the day and, uh, and kind of get those scholars off to the – to the homecoming dance at night, which is a return. Return, and it looked like that was fantastic as well. Just, to, you know, you see, you know, seeing the pictures, there was a great turnout. And, yeah. and it wasn't that they just came in their street clothes. They got dressed up in between, you know, the football game <laughs> and, and the dance. I'm not sure what time they all got there, but I thought that was impressive. And, you know, I want to say something about the effort of the high school leadership. We know every year it's, it's, it's really homecoming is taxing – on oh, the yeah. high school, uh, right. from you know, per, you know, preparing for Freaky Friday to hosting, like you said, uh, six hundred <laughs> other closest friends uh, <laughs> in the building, but also you know, making sure that halftime goes off without a hitch. It's by far the largest football game we have each year. A huge turnout, you know, Friday night. They've got to manage all that with Mr. Burns and and others, assistants or you know, our our police yeah. department and things like that, but. I really want to commend the high school administration, and, and that extends beyond just the ones that are called administrators. I <laughs> talk about the leadership in the office and right. uh, down to the cheer and band and everything. I mean, just really, it's a, it's a, it's a tough week, but they did it with a smile on their face, and they, I think they made it special for the whole district, and I'm glad they brought the dance back. So we talked about it every week, but talking about our wildly important goal, every scholar and educator reading a million words – uh, by May of 2024, and last week at the Junior High Pep Rally, I believe we had our first uh, scholar that I know of. The first, yeah, the uh, first one I know of, too. Uh, recognized for for reaching his million words, and uh, what a what a fantastic statement to one of our scholars already a you know, little over a month into school and uh, already having read a million words. I, I was really glad they recognized that scholar during the Pep Rally. It says a lot about where we are. In, in our focus, you know, academics is important, just as important as what we're celebrating with the athletics and, and fine arts and those types of things. And so, yeah, it was, it was great. And I know they recognize other kids uh, academically, mm-hmm. but seeing that first scholar hit a million words was impressive. And I think the junior high had another educator. I think they're at three Ms. now. Boone, yeah, Miss Boone. Yeah, so three of them have already already read a million words. And I think the – I think the post I saw was sarcastically that she's finally hit her million words. 
I think there must have been a little competition between, may, between may, some of them. May have been. I mean, that's a lot of words. I mean, I read a lot, and <laughs> yeah. that is a lot of words in such a short amount of time. I'm impressed. All right, so just as a reminder, uh, a couple different things coming up this Friday. Uh, but first, uh, just a reminder that it is an early release, uh, 1 p.m. for everybody. And uh, we did this a couple weeks ago, but just kind of want to reiterate why we do these kind of things sometimes. And while everybody says, oh, we're getting out early because of football and all right. that kind of stuff. Well, football is going to get to the game no matter what. You know, they are gonna they can get out early and, and head that way. We have enough bus drivers and buses for that. It's a matter of getting everybody else that is involved in the game, the the band, the cheerleaders, the uh, the kids videoing, uh, the flag runners, all the all those other scholars, uh, getting them there because the buses have to run their routes, which takes a couple hours sometimes, get back to the high school, and then they get to leave. And so, and not only that, but also but to give our educators and our, our parents an opportunity to, to get to Burke Burnett. I mean, like, it's might as well be Kansas almost, <laughs> you know, yeah, I saw. Uh, north of Wichita Falls. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I saw someone, uh, I think it was Coach Walver even yeah. posted, we're playing in <laughs> Oklahoma this week. And, uh, yeah, you know, and I th- you saw it too at Rusk. We had a tremendous turnout from mm-hmm. the community. It really did. And I think, like you said, uh, by early releasing, we allow our parents and, and guardians and scholars to be able to make the trip too. And, that, and that's important, you know. I mean, like we were saying earlier, it's – it's uh, important to have a good crowd at those games, <laughs> and uh, we got to give our bus drivers a chance to get back, refuel, like you said. And uh, I hear it every year too. You know, why are we letting out for football? Right, <laughs> and go through the the same explanation. And I know this is hopefully not hopefully, but I imagine this will be a, a thing of the past. I know talking to Coach Wall Raven, he likes to keep things a little closer. Yeah, a little, yeah. <laughs> he's not a big fan of the the two and a half hour uh, rides yeah. uh, to East Texas and now. I guess so that'd be kind of northwest Texas, right? It's not. It's kind of north Texas, but it's a little bit west. So yeah, if we hit the coastal bend in the in the <laughs> valley, we would <laughs> cover every part of Texas this uh, right. football season. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 sounds like a geography lesson. It, it, it is great. <laughs> Texas is a big state, though. <laughs> it really is. All right, also this weekend, uh, starting Friday early Thursday night, uh, we have our uh, Texas Association of School Boards has their big conference that they have every fall and. Uh, Unlike most districts, every single one of our school board members will be there and uh, be there uh, attending sessions and uh, taking in on their own on their own time. They're not getting paid from the school district or anything. No, they're not. And I, you know, uh, I've had several of them in the past couple of years. People uh, think sometimes that the board gets paid. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they start talking about serving on the board, they don't realize the amount of continuing education hours mm-hmm. that our board members get every year. And, and in fact, last week during that busy homecoming week, uh, several of our board members drove all the way to Coppell on their own to get some training there. And then they're going to turn around this week and get several days of training in Dallas. And sometimes it's held in Austin and other places. But yeah, they they're diligent about that. I, I'll go to sessions and I'll look up and there'll be one of our board members. So <laughs> uh, they're not just there to walk around the expo center. They're, they're there to learn. And we, we're fortunate to have a good board. Uh, that's, uh, you know, they're not just satisfied. They're trying to get a right. little bit better as Mr. Head reach a little bit higher. And, and Mr. Brown will be presenting this yeah, year. We will be uh, presenting. This is two years <laughs> in a row that Alfredo ISD's had a presenter at Tassa Tasby, or they call it Texas EdCon or Texas, yeah. Texas EdCon. And, 
And so Mr. Brown will be presenting. He got the great time slot of Friday afternoon at two <laughs> fifteen, uh, just to ensure that we'd be challenged uh, to make it to Burton Burnett in time right. for the football game. I think it's the, I think the only one probably better would have been the one p.m. while everybody's still kind of straggling right. in from yep, lunch. Nobody, <laughs> nobody would have been there. Nobody goes to those scenes. I think, in fact, we presented right after lunch uh, oh, last year. I think and. And it seemed like, you know, like you said, mm-hmm. uh, as the presentation went along, more people came into the <laughs> to the room. It's hard when you, you know, you're trying to feed that many people or oh, in, yeah. a, in an area even as large as Dallas or uh, San Antonio. Because there's not a whole lot of options around the convention center. There's not. There really isn't. You really kind of get stuck to just eating there in the convention center. And you know it's uh, not real cheap. <laughs> <laughs> and it's convention center food. <laughs> and it's convention center food. All right, then uh, tomorrow uh, we talk about going to job fairs and everything like that, but uh, something kind of special that we do, well, you do, with a couple other educators here in Alvarado ISD, is you get to go and have a conversation because that's really what it is. It's called a presentation, but it's really a conversation, a discussion with with a Tarleton State uh, scholars that are hoping to be teachers one day. And so talk a little bit about what you all are doing tomorrow. Yes, yeah, so this is something I think we've been doing since, like, 2005 or maybe <laughs> even a little bit earlier it's in fact i think it was maybe 2004 which is really incredible that it's continued on but it, once each semester the spring uh fall and spring we go and speak to the college of ed uh students that are just now getting into the program so it's one they're typically in the in a kind of a foundation level education class and there's typically on on a night we'll see somewhere between 120 to 200 of Tarleton students. Uh, we do two presentations each uh, time we present. And uh, like you said, it, it is some discussion and conversation, but uh, we try that what they want, Tarleton wants us to provide them with like a real world, what does it look like to be an educator? Mm-hmm. And uh, Dr. Warner and, and myself will be traveling to Tarleton tomorrow, but we've had scholars from Coach Bishop, Coach Petit, uh, um, I think uh, Caitlin Estes and Aaron Estes, Ashley Estes have all been a part of that as a scholar at Tarleton, maybe, and as a presenter, and Mr. McGee, Dr. Nunez. I mean, we've really had a lot of great participation across the, the district, and I was just thinking of that this morning as I was driving in, that we need to look at uh, maybe get more people involved in these presentations because I, I know the students at Tarleton love to hear from people that are actually in the classroom or on a campus. All right, very good. We'll kind of roll into athletics next, and – uh, we'll start with volleyball. A little bit of a, a rough week for volleyball. Kind of ended uh, the previous week on a high with a big win against Venus for their first district win, and followed that up Tuesday and uh, a really tough defeat against Kennedale. Uh, got down 2-0, fought back, uh, nearly nearly pulled it out, but uh, a tough loss to Kennedale. And then Friday night before homecoming, uh, lost to uh, I believe it is North Texas Christian Academy out of Granbury. And uh, took a tough loss there, and they're in a pretty tough spot right now, needing some wins, uh, some big wins here moving forward, and in a hurry to, in, a, in order to get back in that playoff race where they they have been they have not missed the playoffs in quite a few years, and so uh, that all starts tomorrow night with Hillsboro, but uh, a rough little stretch right now for volleyball. And I, they'll pull it together. I mean, Kendall's a good team, had a lot of size, and we were right there with them. I mean, it's just. You know, I think just getting things to click all together at the same time, and I know we will do it. Uh, NTCA 
<clears throat> in my newsletter, I changed it. But I, I called them a, a semi-pro team. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't able to get over there this year, but I saw them play last year, and I don't know. I was, they were all. I think they, they were all about six foot six two, and oh yeah, lots of consonants in their names. Yes, there <laughs> was. Uh, it was a very unique. I, I was asking tons of questions about it because mm-hmm. it's not your run of the mill uh, private or charter school. I was not uh, jealous of. Coach Rayburn having to to do the starting lineups. Right, yeah. <laughs> having to pronounce those names. Um, then getting into the JV and freshmen, they had a, a tournament, kind of a – wasn't really a tournament this weekend at Castleberry's kind of a round-robin thing where they both went two and one. JV had wins against Northside and Diamond Hill, uh, lost to Brewer, and freshmen uh, had wins against Northside and Brewer and lost to Little Elm. And so uh, good to see the sub-varsities continuing to win. They – they had a couple big wins last week, and so uh, good to see that on the sub-varsity level. Uh, football, obviously we already touched on it a little bit, but a really big win for them, uh, not just because it was homecoming and it was overtime, but rebounding from that first loss the week before. Uh, I think Coach Waller even said in one of his posts, it was good to see the kids respond. That's right. And so a, a good overtime win. Friday night, uh, freshman – Took a tough loss to Decatur. They were winning for most of the game, and then um, Decatur took a lead late, and then I believe it was uh, six penalties in the last minute and a half. That's what I Indians. heard. <laughs> <laughs> that's a rough stretch. I mean, it the is. Cowboys tried to challenge that on Sunday, I think, right. but that's a rough stretch. Right, and then uh, JV came out with a win over Decatur on Thursday. Uh, tennis, big 16-3 to win over Keene. Uh, they are now 2-0 in district with a district title opportunity upcoming this week on Thursday. Uh, I talked to Coach Allman Friday. He stopped me in the hall at Freaky Friday and said, hey, uh, district championship on Thursday. Uh, so great to see that. Uh, he mentioned Whitney does have a really good, really strong girls team. That's what he said. And so uh, it should be a great one. And come on out to the high school tennis courts on Thursday afternoon, 430. And uh, first opportunity for any Alvarado a team or organization to claim a district title this year. Right, and I, and I hope we have a good turnout, really, with those kids also. They've been, uh, just like our football teams, cross-country has been working out in, right. in crazy heat, and they've had to, you know, experience a lot of rough weather so far. But uh, to have a chance for district championship this early in the school year, well, it, like you said, it's the first one available, so let's go get it. All right, we talked earlier about the, the junior high pep rally where we, a scholar was recognized for reading a million words, and, you know, junior high football and volleyball took that momentum from that afternoon pep rally and uh, both went three and one. Uh, football won three games against Waco Chavez, and then junior high volleyball uh, went three and one against Hillsborough, which is great to see. So uh, six and two on the night between the two of them, and I'll uh, give all credit to the pep rally. It was a great. It was it was a great pep rally. I, I was impressed. Uh, you know, shout out to Coach Smith and whoever mm-hmm. else has a hand in planning that, but. It was a great pep rally, and it's good to see the success. I know they've had some tough games so far this season, and so to have a, a real successful night, I know it means a lot to uh, to the kids and to the coaches. And then for Saturday, both high school and junior high cross-country teams were in Burleson at the Spartan Invitational. And I know I didn't, I could not find the full high school results. I found the girls' Results I saw where we had two girls finish in the top 25. Oh, great. That's all I could find online. I haven't heard anything from Coach Bishop yet. So, uh, uh, 
great results there from the from the girls' side of things. And I, didn't, I saw the junior high results. I didn't look at them. Did you have the? I do not. All right, and then another busy week this week. Starting today, uh, junior high volleyball traveling to Ferris to start the second round of their season. Uh, they've played everybody once, and now they'll start around uh, at the opposite location. So they're at Ferris tonight starting at 5 p.m. Tomorrow, Tuesday, September 26th, volleyball is hosting Hillsboro. Like we said, huge game. Uh, definitely in a must-win situation for the girls on the volleyball team. Thursday, ninth and JV football is hosting Burke Burnett at 5 and 6.30. Junior high football is at Waco Tennyson at 4.30. And then we just talked about it a minute ago, but a big uh, district championship match for tennis against Whitney, and that begins at 4.30 p.m. Thursday. Friday, a couple uh, big ones. Football is at Burke Burnett, their final non-district uh, game. That game is going to be a 7 p.m. start, not 7.30, so it will start at 7 p.m. Uh, like I said, big one is the last non-district, last tune-up before the the game start counting for something more right. than more than just wins and losses. And then volleyball, uh, we talked about it against Hillsborough, another big one as they travel to Ferris to play the Orange Yellow Jackets <laughs> at 4.30. <laughs> and Saturday is a really busy one. Junior high volleyball is at the West Tournament. Uh, and again, we talked about last week how, how – Junior high and high school cross country do, do not usually mix, but they are again this week. They are both going to be running in Decatur at 7.30 and 10.30. That's right. And then the AHS Golden Warrior Band uh, has its first opportunity to kind of showcase itself, their first uh, competition of the season. They will be at Waco Midway. And playing at 5 p.m., that was a request uh, Mr. Dietz made. They could have an at late afternoon time because of the travel from Friday night. And uh, great to see that Waco Midway was able to, honor that request uh, that is great because it will be a late night <laughs> <laughs> anything like rusket definitely will be yes all right so anything else you want to touch on or i just want to uh once again want to commend everyone for the energy and effort they're putting into our wildly important goal you see a lot of not just a bunch of posts about it but you see a lot of people working to make sure that we're getting readers in front of our kids and we're getting uh list you know kids educators to listen to the kids read so lots of things going on with our wildly important goal no doubt it's going to impact the academic success of our scholars so keep up the good work alfredo asd and go indians all right and until next time hashtag alfredo excellence